I'm going to be reading a scripture out of 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 12. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between the spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts from one, from one body, so it is with Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you give us gifts, these gifts of the Holy Spirit. They, they are for us and through us, and, and Lord, we come before you as your servants, and, and Lord, we ask you for more, these gifts to fill us, that they might work through us, that we might be your servants who glorify you by acting in these gifts. And so we pray and thank you, Lord Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, um, let me give you an analogy. I was, a, I was a Boy Scout back in the day. Anybody else a Boy Scout or, or Girl Scout? Any, any Girl Scouts? Oh, okay, good. So I, I was a Boy Scout for a long time, became an Eagle Scout, and... Um, Every year, they would have this thing called the Klondike Derby. Anybody, any Boy Scout remember that? So once a year, once every two years, in my, I lived in upstate New York where we'd get a lot of snow. So this was like the big event of the year. We would uh, have this Klondike Derby and we would get all of our stuff on these big like dog sleds and we would end up spending the night in the winter in upstate New York was, was no small thing. Uh, and through the day, we'd go to these different stations and people, there would be different like competitions. And I remember as a Boy Scout, never really doing that good at these things, we were a small troop. We were a pretty young troop, and so we always just got whipped on by the older troops, uh, the troops that were much more experienced. But one year, we had a good year. It, we worked together as a team, and like different people had different gifts. One of the stations was uh, the first aid station, so we, we, we picked somebody, and they had a broken leg, hypothermia, a nosebleed, and something else, and they, they, we had to like give first aid to this poor little kid. It was just pretend, but uh, one of the kids had just gotten their first aid merit badge. So he was like the champ. He was like telling everybody what to do. Okay, we need to put that leg in a splint. We need to lift the, we need to get him comfortable. We need to start a fire so we can heal him from her, her hypothermia and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wow, sweet. Another one was uh, we had to build this like teepee kind of thing. So we pull up to this uh, station with our big dog sled and it's like, okay, you need to build a teepee. Here's the poles and here's some materials. And the other troops really struggled because they didn't have anyone tall enough to like reach up and, and hold it together while the other kids lashed it. But this one kid, uh, kind of a taller goofier, lanky guy. He, he wasn't very coordinated, but he was able to hold the poles. And so he held these poles up and all the other Boy Scouts lashed it up. And it was like his gift, his turn to shine. And one, another station was uh, the station where I, it was like my turn to shine apparently, because uh, it was like, it was like a brainstorming thing, which sometimes I'm pretty good at that. So the, the brainstorm was this, they, they set this thing out, which is a little chapstick. They set this out and said, okay, it's survival mode. How many different uses can you 
think of to use this chapstick? And I just started thinking of stuff. I was like, you could use it as chapstick. It's got SPF in it. You could use it for like sunscreen. You could take the cap off and use the cap as like a thimble. You could, uh, I knew how to make a little uh, chapstick gun. Any, any kids ever, you make that? A little cha- I'll show you later. You can make a chapstick gun. Uh, I was just listing off. I was like, you could melt it down and put a wick in it. You could have a candle. And I was just listing all that. And people were like, wow, that is, wow, that's pretty cool. It's like my turn to shine. Another one was uh, this, this like word riddles. And there's this kid that um, he ended up being a literature major. He was just really quick with all these word riddles. And so it should be like the church, that we as, as a church have these gifts inside of us. Different ones have different things. And this is by which we will grow as a church. This is by which we will shepherd more people. This is by which we will uh, reach Manitou Springs by different people having different gifts in the body, in the church, doing different things, all working, as it says here in 1 Corinthians, for the common good. Some of you are like, uh, just love kids. Have you ever thought about serving in our children's ministry? Some of you have angelic voices or can play an instrument. Have you ever thought about talking to our worship leaders and becoming on the team? Some of you um, uh, just like people and like serving people. Have you thought about, on Wednesdays, we serve a pantry here in Manitou Springs. Every Wednesday uh, during the day, uh, we, we feed some sometimes up to like a hundred people. It's pretty cool. So there's these different outlets for different people and our giftings can flow through that. Let me get to the first point of today. The gifts of this Holy Spirit are for edification. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are for edification. Let me define the gifts of the Holy Spirit, kind of give them their purpose. And it's to make Jesus known and to help people. Make Jesus known and to help people. They build us up They build others up. And who doesn't like gifts? I mean, think about these are gifts. That's a good thing. And they're gifts from God. Well, that's a really good thing. And as I read 1 Corinthians 12, I see all these gifts listed here. And by the way, this is not meant to be a complete list. There's other lists in the Bible. And of course, there's different gifts that maybe just you have that the Lord has given you that's unique to who you are. But it's knowledge, a message of faith, uh, uh, Gifts of healing, that people can pray for one another, and then God might use them and use their faith and use their prayer to heal someone else. Prophecy, gifts of miraculous power, distinguishing between spirits. I know some of you just kind of know, like, oh, this is from God, this is not from God. It's the gift of distinguishing different spirits. And of course, it lists here the speaking in tongues and the interpretation of tongues. And usually it's that gift that that kind of holds people up. So I'll talk about it for just a second. If you're really interested in the gift of tongues, uh, New Life North, we do this thing called First Wednesdays. We have a prayer meeting. And this this, uh, coming Wednesday, uh, the, the Wednesday after, actually, Mark, March 1st will be our, the first Wednesday of March, and Brady is going to talk about the gift of tongues. But it's usually this gift in the Bible talked about in three ways. Of course, uh, probably the biggest use is Acts 2, where all the, the disciples and, and uh, apostles are together. They start speaking in languages, and different people hear them speaking in their own language, like their own language that they speak at home. It's kind of interesting. It's more than interesting. It's a total miracle. So that's one use. Uh, Another use is in a spiritual kind of a prayer setting. Someone would speak in an unknown language and then someone else would come up and spiritually interpret what was just said. Another use, Paul talks about it in this way. He says uh, in in 1 Corinthians 14, he says, uh, for this reason, 
the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret what he says. For if I pray in a tongue, so you're praying in a tongue, my mind, my, excuse me, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So some people refer that to that as a prayer language, and people can pray in tongues, and it edifies themselves, and that's a very unique, interesting gift. And again, if you're more interested in that, come on the first Wednesday. Brady, our, our senior pastor at New Life North, is going to talk more about that. But then there's the gift of prophecy in this passage that I wanted to, to point out. And prophecy, uh, in another passage, 1 Corinthians 14, 3, says this, that the one who prophesies speaks to the people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. That's 1 Corinthians 14, 3. So if you have this idea that prophecy is only like future prediction, uh, I think in the movies pe people talk about, oh, prophecy, it's like the prediction of the future. Not necessarily so. Here, in the, the biblical use is for someone else's strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Words for the congregation. And they're, and they're spoken in such a way that, that you, if, if you've ever, someone has ever said, I, I think the Lord is telling me this for you. And it's an encouraging word. You still have to think about it. Is this for you? Is, do you think, do you agree that this is from the Lord? There's an example in Acts chapter 21 where a guy named, uh, it's, a, it's a good name, Agabus, if you're looking for uh, boys' names, uh, <laughs> He's referred to as a prophet. The prophet Agabus comes to Paul, takes a belt, wraps a belt around his own hand, Agabus's hands, holds his hands up and says, Paul, don't go to Jerusalem because when you go there, they're going to bind you up. They're going to take you into jail. And Paul says, yeah, I know. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to speak the word. I, I've been led to Jerusalem. And I know that that's what is coming. I know that they're going to bind me. So Paul receives this word of prophecy from a prophet, prophet Agabus. And he says, yeah, I know. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. That's what's going to happen. But I'm going to still go to Jerusalem. I think this model of prophecy is, is a beautiful one. It's, it's for encouragement. I was this week praying um, to the Lord and asking the Lord, Lord, would you have me uh, prophesy? Would you have me uh, give a word of encouragement to people for their strengthening and, and encouragement? And I thought of a couple of you. I, I thought... Um, Matthew, who led worship, I thought uh, the Lord uh, just thinks you're pretty cool. <laughs> Wise beyond your years is, is, is a phrase that I kept here. Like, well, you're, you're, the, the fact that you're a learner, uh, this wisdom that you have. Heidi, who's downstairs working with our kids, uh, I think she, she's just going to be encouraged to go deeper and deeper into the Lord. So when you see Heidi, tell her that. Craig, I thought of you, um, that, that you're one of the most humble guys I know, and, and the Lord has given you this gift to, to, to lead our men. And, um, Dan Glass, who's back there on the tech, I think uh, you just have this gift of serving, uh, and it's, it's always behind the scene. The tech guys are, are, are never the ones in the limelight until something goes wrong. And it's like, who's back in the tech? Why is there a feedback? But Dan, your way of serving is, is an example to us that it's, that it's humble. It's behind the scenes. And Steve, I thought of a word for you. Where, where's Steve at? Steve, I just thought the, the, the Lord is, has given you gifts of shepherding and especially to your family. The Lord is going to continue to give you this gift of pastoring your, your family. And uh, I thought about Kevin, my, my friend. I'm uh, probably going to cry here, but Kevin is, um, he's going to Nepal uh, next week. So Kevin was my best man uh, in my wedding, and I thought um, that, the, that the Lord has been working through you for a long time, Kevin. 
And uh, this is like 10 years uh, coming. Kevin is going to be a missionary in Nepal and, and serve the Nepalese people. And this isn't something that just one day he, he decided. I, I've walked with Kevin. We've been accountability partners for at least 10 years, 10 13 years, and through that time, Kevin has been praying about Nepal, going to Nepal and back just about every year, every other year to serve, and has fallen in love with, with people serving, and so, Kevin, the Lord is really happy with you. <laughs> so, um, I think about these gifts of encouragement and strengthening others, and um, I think about how do we get these gifts? How do we uh, develop more and, and further our giftings and, and, and receive these gifts from the Holy Spirit? And the next point for, for sermon points is, um, it seems like in the Bible, in the New Testament, receiving gifts, receiving new gifts is usually associated somehow with being filled with the Holy Spirit and baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say this is for the purpose of this sermon now and this point. They're, they're seemingly one and the same thing, being filled with the Holy Spirit from the inside out. And this word baptism, being immersed or being washed and cleaned, being baptized, baptized by the Holy Spirit, kind of one and the same. Seems that in, in the Bible, someone will be baptized in the Holy Spirit and gifts will just come out of them. And make no mistake, I, I, I want to be very clear that you, you get the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you when you're saved. Ephesians 1.13 says this, Paul is saying, when you believed, you were marked, you were given a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. And so when you are saved, when you convert, when you say yes to God, uh, you receive the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And that's an awesome, wonderful, beautiful thing. But many times in the New Testament, many times, in, in I've heard some of your stories, there's this uh, second experience or second or a third or a fourth or a lot of other experiences after salvation by which you are filled with the Holy Spirit or baptized in the Holy Spirit. And out of that comes gifts. And the thing that, that that is usually associated with is with someone wanting it, with someone being prayed for, with someone uh, laying hands on you or someone anointing you with oil. And then the Holy Spirit fills you. It's like the, all these symbols of someone laying hands, this symbol of, of oil being placed on your, on your forehead, uh, being anointed with oil, these symbols and this act of faith of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And then gifts of the Holy Spirit in new ways flow out of you. Let's, let's go through this, this next sermon point. It says, the gifts of the Holy Spirit work through us. And I've, I've bolded that word there. The gifts of the Holy Spirit work through us. I don't think there's any point in which the Holy Spirit takes control of another human being. Uh, the Holy Spirit takes control of any human being and just turns them to work like a robot. But instead, the Holy Spirit works through us. I think about the passage in... Um, 1 Samuel 17, it's this story of David and Goliath and the story of David trying on Saul's armor. The story is this. So David is like this young little brother guy, and he's bringing his brothers uh, little plates of cheeses and bread so that because his brother, his older brothers are off to war, and little David like runs up with his little plate of cheese and bread to give his brothers something to eat. And uh, they say, they take the food, and then they, David says, what's going on here? There's this big guy, Goliath, uh, on the, the uh, Philistine side of the war. And every day he comes out and he taunts the, the people of Israel. And David's like, how, how come this is allowed to happen? Uh, uh, why isn't someone going out to fight him? And Saul and the brothers are like, well, are you stupid? He's, he's a giant. He's a monster. He'll kill anyone that goes up against him. And David says, 
I'll go. And they're like, whoa, not so fast. And then David explains to them that, that when he was a shepherd boy and a lion, like a lion came and attacked the, the sheep, uh, David fought the lion and killed the lion. And when a bear, a bear attacks the sheep, David went out and attacked the bear and killed the bear. And just like those two things, the lion and the bear, David will go out and fight Goliath, this, this boy, this shepherd boy. And Saul says, okay, well, let me, let me get you ready. It says, Saul dressed David in his, in his tunic, a coat, of armor and bronze helmet and a sword and David I emphasize the word tried walking around like this big armor stuff I just imagine like a little boy trying to walk around in like dad's clothes or something and David says no way this isn't this isn't how I'm going to go out so it is like the spirit like the Holy Spirit works through us I see people sometimes trying to act like someone else or like uh, they go into this like mode where they start talking in like King James English it's like you don't need to do that you, the Holy Spirit is working through you. So David grabs, uh, instead of a sword or a spear, he grabs uh, something like this, which is a sling. I got this uh, in uh, Tibet when I was there. Was, uh, and he puts, he gets five smooth, smooth stones. <laughs> I'm going to knock something over. And he whips it around, and he is able to kill the giant with this. Like a, this is like a piece of rope with a little dangling part for a stone to go on. And that's how David, that's how the Lord uses David and his giftings to, to kill this giant enemy of the Lord. It's the gift of God working through David. And so it is like us, the gifts of God working through us that we might serve him, make him known, to glorify him, and to help other people. So they're for the common good. That's this uh, next sermon point here, which is actually the last sermon point, that these gifts are for the common good. They, they, the Holy Spirit works through us, gives us gifts, so that we might, for the common good, serve one another. It's a beautiful thing. Um, Think about it like this. This is a sermon illustration that a, a few of my friends, uh, Daniel Grothy, Glenn Packiam, and myself, we were, we were thinking about and joking about. Uh, and we, we thought, at least on our own minds, to be quite funny. And it goes something like this. Imagine you are getting a package from a friend. Like someone sends you something really good. Like maybe it's a fine piece of jewelry. Maybe it's something they've been working on, like a photo album. And they have like all these photos of you and your extended family. Some of these photos you've never seen before. And they put it in the mail and it's being delivered to you. Or let's say it's like two tickets to like a vacation of a lifetime, like all expenses paid, the plane tickets, the hotel, uh, the itinerary of all the stuff you're going to do, and you're going to get this package. And then one day uh, you get a knock on the door. It's the UPS guy. You open the door and the UPS guy has this package from your friend that you're so excited to receive. And you're like, wow, sweet, this package, I've been waiting for it, thank you. And you go to shut the door and turn around and the UPS guy just kind of sticks his foot in the door and it's like, hey. And you're like, what? And he's like, well, you know, I thought you'd thank me a little bit more. It's like, what do you mean thank you? You're just delivering, you're just doing your job. It's like, well, you know, I, uh, I, I rerouted my uh, route today to give you the package first so they would come early in the morning. And you're like, oh, sweet. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And you go to shut the door again. The UPS guy kind of just sticks his head in. He's like, hey, I thought you would uh, invite me in for some tea and crumpets. And he's like, what? Are you insane? It's like, no, I just, you know, I, I know this is a big package for you. I know you'd be really happy 
happy to get it, so I thought you'd just want to sit down and thank me for a little while longer. And I was like, wait, what does that mean? Like, get out of here. It's like, well, I, you know, I, I delivered the package early, and, you, you know, when I handed it to you, I handed it to you perfectly so that you would see who it was from, and, you know, I, you know, I, I did everything right. I opened the door. I knocked three times just like you like it. And you're like, what? Are you insane? Like, get out of here. It's not about you. It's about the one who sent it. So it is like us and the Lord, and may we never be like the UPS guy, like a weird little UPS guy, um, <laughs> giving a package, trying to take the credit somehow, that th this gift is given from God himself to someone else, and then you get to be the one who gives it, and may we never, may I never be guilty uh, of, of trying to take away the credit, trying to take the glory away from the Lord, but yet just give it to someone. These gifts, as it says in 1 Corinthians, they are for the common good. It says this at the end of this passage, all of these are the work of one by the same Spirit, just as he distributes to each one, just as he determines, and just as a body, though one has many parts, but all the many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. God is inside of us that we might receive from the Holy Spirit these gifts. Who doesn't want a gift? So that we might give them for the common good. Would you bow your head this morning with me? And Lord, as, as we thank you, as we pray to you, and as we um, ask for your filling of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you might come to us and fill us and give us gifts. Lord, we pray that, that these gifts would be for the common good, Lord, that if you give us uh, the gift of faith, that we might move mountains. If you give us the gift of uh, praying for people, for healing, and Lord, you heal them. Lord, may that be for your glory, for your kingdom here on earth. Lord, may we never take the credit away from you, that you would always receive it. Lord, you have been so good to us. You've been so faithful to us. And so we praise your name in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, would you stand with me? We're going to say together what we've been saying when we gather together. It's a prayer of confession. This is a prayer that's been said for many years as people have gathered together as we come and we, we say, Lord, we're so sorry for the things we've done, but would you fill us? Would you come to us? So let's say this together in unison. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, in word, and deed by what we have done and what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we might delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen.